0: Welcome everyone to the Enter the Vortex podcast with Carol and Erin, where we share our experiences and opinions on the metaphysical and physical aspects of life as we know it. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back. No
1: kidding. It's been a minute, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) What, is it like
0: three weeks since we've recorded? So it'll be like four weeks since they've
1: heard things? Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, y'all. We, uh. (laughs) We got caught up in the world.
0: (laughs) It's like an unintentional, like, I don't know, almost month long break.
1: It almost feels like we got caught up in a vortex that, you know, is kind of funny considering that's our podcast title, you know, like we did really, I really feel like I got caught up in a, in a, in a vortex of the collective energy and what's going on and all the chaos and crumbling of things that I'm like, so excited for.
0: Things got spicy at the end of January. (laughs) they really did trickled into february and now i can't believe like we're halfway through february and it's just like Uh,
1: usually january drags for so long but i blinked and it's february it's the middle of february already
0: i know and i i like it was one of those weird things where like i felt like i was in the weekend for like the first two weeks of january into maybe the third week of january and then things started to get spicy in canada and then I blinked, and now we're, like, middle of February, and I have no idea where the time went, um, but it's definitely been interesting. I don't know, like, I'm sure you've kind of been feeling this, like, shifting type of energy, the, the imploding of things and the rebuilding of things, and it's been very spicy and interesting.
1: <laughs> it's like a hot and spicy soup. <laughs> Canada's getting served hot and spicy soup right now because the the like Canada as we know it is crumbling and I see that as such a fucking fantastic thing because if you actually look at the roots of how Canada started it didn't necessarily have the greatest of intentions anyway mm-hmm. you know and I really feel like what's happening before our eyes it has it has it's been quite the roller coaster ride. Let me put it to you that way. Um, for me, I got almost entranced with the, the media and what's been happening and comparing and contrasting what you see in the mainstream media, compared to what our politicians are saying, uh, compared to what other like just people on the ground that I know that are have been involved in protests since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, right here in Manitoba, and like just the whole roller coaster ride that, that has become and then re- the more and more people that start to awaken to all of the agendas that are actually out in the world that being at play right now, and it's like it really feels like holy shit, the fire hose was turned on and it's shooting icicles because we are in Canada. It's minus fifty thousand outside right now, mm-hmm. uh, and yet here we are sitting in our in our basement, so to speak. Like, um, and and the whole world around us is out there fighting for freedoms that should have never been taken away from us in the first place realizing how many of our constitutional charter of rights are being stepped on and overrun right now and and yet it really makes me curious about the original intention of these charter rights and. If they are the ultimate and if we are to follow the rule of law, I almost seem seems to me like why I want to investigate and get curious about everything is crumbling because. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me like perhaps maybe Canadians wholeheartedly want to, they want to believe the best, I think, in others. And they want to have this really patriotic belief system about our foundations. But I don't think the foundations our country was built on was actually that strong to begin with. And I think that's why it's crumbling. And fuck yes, I'm here for it. Because it wasn't working. It's Mm -hmm. not going to work. What got us here won't get us to where we need to go where we want to go, to honor humanity and honor each other and have autonomy and freedom and and true sovereignty as much as we can on in Earth, working in communion with Earth and within our communities and our country and our people. So
0: mm-hmm. holy hack,
1: has it been a ride? It absolutely has been a ride
0: It has been a very interesting. And my emotions point. Have been all
1: over the place the last three weeks. <laughs>
0: I find it really interesting because when I sit back and I think about even just my journey through this entire pandemic and for anyone who's not paying attention to what's going on in the world, Canada is having this massive, like, peaceful protest, this freedom convoy where the truckers were, um, you know, the lifeblood of our country, essentially, who, you know, help with the supply lines and delivering food and, and products across Canada Mm -hmm. um have essentially been mandated to either get vaccinated or they can't like go across the border to the U.S. um I can't remember the exact stats but there is a lot of um the mainstream media would have you believe that there was such a small amount of trekkers that were unvaccinated I think they're saying like 90 percent are vaxxed um I heard too However, a lot of people have kind of just gotten to the point where enough is enough. We've done what we needed to do. um, And we're we're not allowing this to go any further. And when you're already disrupting a, I don't know how to say it, but when you're already disrupting a supply chain that has been disrupted for several years before the pandemic hit, Mm-hmm. with various reasons behind that mm-hmm. it is just it's like mind-blowing that people would do this right um and i know that the truckers you know it's kind of like the same thing with the healthcare workers who you know i don't know of many people out there who might know about um this if you pay attention in canada you might know Um, But a lot of healthcare workers um, were basically told, actually all healthcare workers from my understanding across the board were told you have to, you have to get vaccinated, or you have to do rapid testing if you're going to be unvaccinated. And if you don't agree with those options, then you're out. So -hmm. you're already crippling a healthcare system that has been crippled, if you will, especially like if you look in the province of Manitoba with Pallister coming into power, you know, before the pandemic. He nuked our healthcare system. He rearranged things. He cut beds. He switched things up. We lost a couple of um, urgent care centers. We've lost um, the quick care centers. Sorry, we lost the quick care centers. Um, we switched some emergency rooms to being quick care centers. So it really destabilized our healthcare system as a whole. And then with this coming out, it was just like, oh man, like, are we, are we really going to do that right now? So if we look at healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, you know, other healthcare professionals as well as the truckers who were once before vaccinations came out being, you know, held up being like the heroes of the pandemic and now we've gotten to a point where you're vilified if you do not get vaccinated, like that's mind blowing to me. And it's just it's really interesting because when I sit down and I think about where I was at the beginning of this pandemic and like how we kind of got into this. Like I would never have thought that we would get to this point and that we would be the country that everyone is looking to, to have some (laughs) sense of like return to freedom. Like that never crossed my mind.
1: (laughs) You know, that's actually funny that you say that because all the rabbit holes I chose to go down at the beginning of the pandemic, I've definitely researched every, okay, ha, ha, I've researched a lot of conspiracy theories and I and I really love what Russell Brand said he's like I'm not a conspiracy theorist I'm a conspiracy analyst and I kind of thought to myself like fuck yes that makes so much sense because the term conspiracy theory first of all is a derogatory term and it's used intentionally as a way to minimize what you are saying and make it so that as if you don't have any merit in what you're saying well you know what I think uh every human is valid in their opinion whether you disagree with them or not whether they're radical or not you know what i think the thoughts that we think are okay we we need less thought police in the world we need more ability to have these conversations cue podcasts cue youtube videos like yes there's still censorship and cancel culture apparent in these spaces but i'm also really jazzed to see So many different platforms and the CEOs of these platforms taking a stand and saying, actually, you know what? We do honor free speech. Your government may not honor free speech, but we're going to honor free speech. And to me, it makes me just like looking back at where I was at in my mentality in 2020, at the beginning of 2020 even before we were shut down in our province, but like there was kind of those little rumblings in, in January and February of, of the virus and stuff like coming out and being a potential threat. And and then certain, uh, certain businesses and sports venues starting to make the decision to stop their season. And I was like, okay, wow, this is like, this might be a big deal. Like what's going on here, you know? And then thinking about, all of the conspiracy information that was out there most of which has come true so any of y'all that labeled any of y'all that labeled me a conspiracy theorist maybe owe me an apology maybe owe somebody an apology just just saying um or at least laugh it off and realize like oh shit, y'all got me like you're right like whoa i wish i would have known this sooner um but some of those theories i kind of assumed that it would be like america That would be the freedom, the freedom fighters, because they that's kind of the premise of their, you know, their, their, their rights and their, their belief system and their patriotism is like, and I I kind of feel like the whole Trump thing was a bit hijacked and distorted. And I don't think that we really have a full and true understanding of politics in the States, because I think the information that we got was kind of, you know curated, if you will, a little bit to paint certain pictures Mm -hmm. and vilify, you know, and it's just it blows my mind to see. It also, it kind of bugs me a little bit, not going to lie. But like when you can see something and then you can't unsee it, and then you get frustrated because other people can't see it that way because they're so stuck in their ways. It's like, I need to get better at figuring out how to have a conversation with those people. But then also, do they want to hear it? Probably not, you know, but to sit here two years later, and, and realize like, as if it's Canada, but of course it's Canada, like fuck yeah, it's Canada. Like, why wouldn't it be Canada? And what if rather than looking at all of the negative connotations, cause there is repercussions, like obviously, there is risk involved with the protests that are happening. Um, I don't for one second believe any of it is nefarious of intention at its core. There's probably going to be somewhere like when, when you have millions of people involved, not everyone's a good person. Like newsflash, we live on planet earth. Not everyone's here to be nice. What? Like, right. Like, oh my gosh. Um, but like, even if there was some of that as a quote unquote undercurrent, you can't tell me every single person that's been in, become involved in this movement of every single race, culture, creed, statures, age, like we have toddlers and we have elderly, we have veterans, we have the Sikh community, we have uh, like other uh, POCs that are like, they have their own freaking Instagram accounts to prove that, hey, this isn't actually a quote unquote supremacist movement. Like the media will have you believe, pro tip, the media lies, if y'all didn't know that, the, the mainstream media lies, they're not legally required to be truthful. So how can you actually believe anything? As far as I'm concerned, it's Hollywood they're all actors to me. Um, And the amount of inflammatory things that are being said in the mainstream about an average family who just wants their freedom back, that never should have had their freedom taken away in the first place, who wants power over their choices for their children and for their elderly, and to just be able to be in communion, which is what the whole point of being on earth is, is to be in communion with each other, regardless of where you're from and what you look like and what you do. Like, I feel like there's this interesting, I don't want to say parallel. It doesn't feel like it's parallel, but it's like these concurrent things happening where you see these little shreds of, like, things that make you feel gross and make you question, like, maybe there is something nefarious happening. But then at the same time, you you see so much more of the positive that could come of this that we get caught up in. I, I mean, I've spun out on some of the negative stuff, but then every time I actually like pull my energy back and think about what's really going on and I look at the big picture and I see all the things on Instagram from people who were on the ground in Ottawa, in, in Toronto, in Windsor, Ontario, in Vancouver, in Calgary, at the, at the borders, all across Canada, even like PEI and Fredericton are, are hopping on this train now. And like, we are having, we're getting support from the US side as well. I know North Dakota released, I saw a video from North Dakota at Emerson border And they're on the other side of the borders in support of us okay Mm -hmm. like if we're rallying so hard to get our freedoms back and we're getting the support of our neighbors that if like how can you how can certain other mainstream media even report anything else like it just boggles my mind that people aren't starting like more people aren't starting to ask questions more people are but there are some that are just so stuck in that wanting to keep their head in the sand and it's like do you actually feel safe where you are in that train of thought because if you're hanging on so tightly to this belief system and you are wanting to to paint everyone as awful and shitty humans for participating and how dare you have an opinion that differs from what the tv's told me like you can't feel safe in your body that that's got to have there's got to be some physiological things that are happening in your body that are rooted in fear that if you could just pause for a second and pull yourself out of your fear and your loss and realize that your stake in the sand also is that you at some level want freedom but you're just seeing it from the other side you're seeing it from freedom to you means following the what the government wants but when in history has the government actually shown us that they do have our best interests in heart? Like as an individual compared to a giant collective. And like, I have a huge opinion on public health. Like I don't think public health is my responsibility. I think it should be returned to the individual. Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it blows my mind that public health is also not even taking to any consideration the mental health. Because you don't have health if you don't have mental health, your body doesn't function properly. It's unable to do so because if you're always in fight or flight, you create illness from that. And I feel like Canada needs just one big giant freaking man, human, not man chain, human chain group hug. Because like when this is all said and done, there is a lot of fallout when people's realities are shattered because they have been lied to. We've been lied to for a long time. I've just been privy to it for. A little bit longer because we i've always questioned i've always been a question and narrative kind of person even in school you ask any of my junior high teachers like my goodness i was such an asshole like and i know this but i would constantly question authority
0: mm-hmm. why
1: should i listen to you why should i do this why should i do, give me the reasons why first and then i decide for myself i've always had that approach you know but it makes me wonder why that industry has stayed so silent because the premise of education is to teach critical thinking and body autonomy. And yet, here we are, causing trauma to our students mm-hmm. because we're just doing what we're told.
0: Just, you know, like how informed consent is one of the in most important things in healthcare.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't seem to be, you know, and the lack of coercion and do no harm and. Various other Hippocratic Oath stuff. One of the things that I find just kind of backing up a little bit. um, One of the things that I find most interesting. um, You were talking about like when you were in early 2020 and you were thinking, like, who would be the ones who would like kind of blow up this whole scene. Right. And you were thinking that it was going to be the US based on, you know, various things. it just pinged to me that you know what Canada is always seen as the ones fighting for other people's like peace and freedom, right? Like if you uh, look at our wars, we have always been the freedom fighters. Truth, but it's always been for someone else. Truth, right? Isn't it so interesting? I'm getting uh,
1: dude. I'm, I'm getting all my Akashics flashing out in two.
0: Yeah, it was just like, I have to say that. And I don't know, like, it's just so, so interesting to sit down and think, like, finally, Canada is stepping up and and fighting for their own freedoms. Because again, yeah, we've been, we've been a very compliant society. I feel like like we're, we're very much like, I mean, even if you listen to anyone else talk about Canada, they're like, Oh, they're always the nice ones. They don't want to ruffle any with feathers. They're, they're always so peaceful and they never say boo and you know, whatever. And now like the way that the world is looking at us, it's just like, what is happening to Canada? And I think that's part of what's making people stand up and take, take a look. Right. Mm. Like if you i mean if you dive down those rabbit holes and you actually look at some of the other things that are going on like this trucker convoy this freedom convoy that started in Canada here has spanned across the globe now we i i was just watching videos of like oh my god i'm going to say like million or more people in australia, australia.
1: coming together whoop, whoop, aussies
0: like good job, Australia. You guys, I think you had a rough go.
1: They really did hold <laughs> the, the line there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely holding the line as the most harshest, as like mm-hmm. the most harshest country lockdowns. Um, but I almost feel like, in contrast to Canada, like I hate to say this, but Canadians, you're so compliant. You've complied yourself into complacency, and you didn't see this coming. A lot of people did not see this coming and so um there's this quote of like truth passes through three gates the first being um ridicule the second being violently opposed and the third being uh, wildly accepted as as evident well we're in stage two in canada And I can't believe I have to say that it's shitty to believe that we're in that stage where it's violently being opposed. But really, there's been violence amplified since the beginning of the pandemic with the rules and the mandates. Like, I had a principal or administrator, she was a principal of the school that I was teaching at, say to me something that I just kind of thought, well, isn't that fucking interesting? She said to me, rules were made to be broken. Okay. If that's true, how the fuck do you maintain any order or anything at all in your classroom? And then I've kind of thought, well, okay, let's flip that. Let's ditch the word rule because rule itself, mandates, laws, those kinds of things, they are heavily loaded with a lot of anger because it does mean that a freedom is taken away. Um, And obviously for criminals, like I don't support any criminals and anything like that, but I also don't support the government that's criminal. let's look at the government and what they're doing that's that is criminal like we need to have that brought to the surface mm-hmm. um i don't think anyone is above the law and what if we flip the conversation from rules and mandates and laws and corruption to boundaries and ethics and moral obligations and communion with the earth and communion with your neighbor Mm-hmm. and communion with the animals and all of the elements and you know it's interesting to see how Canadians can rally and when you say like we've always spent our time fighting the for the freedoms of others we've almost kind of fought let our own freedoms fall to the wayside because maybe we've just taken them for granted that they would never be exploited I and think- yet when you actually look at the history um there was rumblings of these things being exploited when our current leader's father was in charge
0: didn't he put together the charter or wasn't he in around the time
1: there was something about his involvement in the charter where i do believe that he's passed legislation that caused a loophole which is being exploited currently and i find it curious like, I don't know how many human rights lawyers or, or constitutional lawyers that we have in employment in Canada, but there's probably not enough of them. <laughs> um, but that being said, there's also, like, how am I going to say this? The world is watching Canada. Canada's not watching Canada. And that sucks to some level because it's you're... So- funny though (laughs) it's funny but it's like we're so busy fighting for everybody else's freedoms that we forget our own and we're so busy worrying about the rest of the world that we don't look at what's happening in our own backyard and I think that's actually why we've allowed things to become exploited so easily because we've gone on that honor system because some of us in Canada still do operate on honor believe it or not more often actually than I think not but there seems to be this sort of hijacking of the higher ups that's happening that is why we're seeing things crumble because I know that it might seem really shitty right now or really uneasy like a lot of things are uncertain up in the air decisions still need to be made votes still need to happen yada yada we're kind of seeing all of that really gross stuff that's been happening on the undercurrent being brought to the surface and like the world needs to see how bad it's been for everyone to understand why this is happening here in Canada. And I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember reading. I love astrology for this. I I came across this really cool website that was all Canadian astrology. And this girl was, um, it's not the one that we follow. It's somebody else. It was like a random link. I clicked, I I can figure it out. I'll link it in the show notes and I'll send it to you as well, Erin um and i'll post it on her instagram as well for any of the listeners that are interested but she i think it was a female basically went and did the chart for canada the chart for the leaders the chart for the premiers um and and like the different constitutional stuff that happened she kind of talked about that and, and and something that pinged me was that like if canada is actually meant to be the place card holder for justice if that was part of the intention of when we you know became a country isn't it ironic that it was built on so much injustice and all of those injustices all of those skeletons in the closet are about to be exposed and people are fucking knocking these skullheads around like metaphorically and it's i'm i'm here for it man like a month ago like A month ago, I was, I I don't, even a month ago, I didn't think the world was going to flip this way. Like I was still kind of holding out hope on America or like, I don't even know, like maybe Australia would have taken the chains, but I think that, you know, as much as Canadians are kind and loving and compassionate, we have a line in the sand and a few of those lines in the sand have already been crossed. And finally enough people have said like, no, no more. Mm -hmm. Um, And the amount of things that are available to us like on the internet to compare information like in the age of information ignorance is a choice if you're choosing to believe only what you see in the newspapers and on the mainstream media and not comparing and contrasting that to what you can find on the internet for free from people actually on the ground real humans talking to other humans with no agenda no financial incentive to say anything about a certain group of people just real human accounts like we've become the news now
0: mm-hmm. podcasts
1: are the news youtube videos are the news new like to me like the original intention of youtube was for you to to learn how to do things it's you using the television to teach people other things that was the original intention this would be a how-to while well, it's become ultimately like almost like a free free use university like there's so much great information out there and there's really great people that are just doing a better job at journalism than people in the media are doing. And I really had lost faith in journalism in 2020 because the amount of stuff that was being misrepresented and, and facts hidden and, and like the frickin flip-flopping blows my mind. In case anyone's ever wondering what it's like to be in a narcissistic abusive relationship, take a look at how the government is treating Canada just right now. i to say that. Because that's what a narcissistic relationship feels like. How do I know this? Because I was in one for 10 years. And Unfortunately, a lot of trauma and abuse of family, like trauma-laden abusive family systems as well, they've kind of been taken over this, by this narcissistic tone because it's learned, because I think that we've kind of distorted like the patriarchal view of the world. Like to me, when I think of the patriarchy, like I know we've made jokes about it on, on, in, to, to each other and on the podcast like, ah, the patriarchy. Like, it's easy to scapegoat them and, and make men wrong. But at the same time i feel like the original intention of the patriarchal rule was like you know like that great strong dad dad joke bear hug i've got your back i'll show you the way it might be hard work but we'll get things done kind of thing and and teaching your children more ethics than you were allowed because you're supposed to teach from experience but it got so distorted and then it's like there was this other layer added on which is when the narcissism came in and the abuse and the trauma came in and in my experience with my narcissistic relationship i would bet a million dollars that this person was probably emotionally neglected as a child and part of the pattern of narcissism is that you become so self self-sufficient in your own navigating of the world, that it actually becomes a very immature perspective, and like some of the and some of the stuff that a narcissist does, like you could literally go on Instagram and, and Google narcissist, and there's so many infographics out there from really great psychologists that can explain it better than I can. Um, but just the traits that they hold, and the patterns, and the language that they use, like we essentially have a man child running the country, and that's it's interesting. To see the language that's being used by our leaders, they're not words of a leader. They're They're words of an abusive, they're very inflammatory, it's abusive, it's, it's like, it's like being scolded by your dad that you never got along with and also not having any confidence in what you're saying. It's really interesting how that overlay of narcissism actually is embedded in our systems, so it's embedded in the way the governments run it's embedded in the systems they've created to quote unquote help the marginalized or quote unquote help the vulnerable. But I got to tell you, if you've ever done, there's this like simulation of um, that you can do like to kind of get yourself into an understanding of um, living in poverty. And I did it and it was traumatizing for me. (laughs) Um, But the essential premise is that you're given a certain amount of money for the day and you're given tasks that you have to complete throughout the day. And, it kind of gives you this physical sense of how many roadblocks somebody living on welfare might encounter in a day. It was such a, it was a wild experience. And I kind of thought like, nobody wants to help you. And the system is not designed to help you. And that was my takeaway from that ex- experience. And and even the idea of having to justify like when, I, like I've had to use EI several times throughout my like working life in the last 20 years. and even the idea of having to justify what I'm doing with my time bothered me. Cause it's like, why are you not addressing the mental health reasons or the, the mental health things that happen after a person loses a job? Because many people who are laid off go into a deep depression because they don't expect it. Their identity has take, been taken away from them. Their financials have been taken away from them because EI doesn't pay that much. I gotta tell you, it doesn't mm-hmm. 50, 55% of your wage. Like, and there's a maximum amount you can earn. Like, so that's another layer of the system. And now you throw in healthcare, systems and all the roadblocks that you hit in healthcare when you're seeking help and i almost want to say that even though canada might have been built on the premise of justice there's also it was also built on a level of trauma because look at what we did to the people the original owners of the i can't even say owners owners isn't the right word but the original occupants of the land like the indigenous people that were here before before colonization happened like and before colonization became canada like we're not honoring any of the original intention of what this land wanted, you know? And that is another like grinds my gears kind of rant. Um, And like what we're doing with the national parks and the provincial parks right now and how they're being mined for sand and silica and all these different things. And it's like, on one hand, I feel like, did we ask permission? Probably not. But on the other hand, I feel like maybe if Mother Earth didn't want it to happen, she would find a way to stop it. But I'm on the premise of justice, and yet we have so much injustice, what if the next layer of that is actually uncovering the injustice so that we can clear it and stand tall and strong and say, this is actually how we want humanity to function, and be the leaders of that. And I feel like places like Australia needed that little boost of morale, because Mm -hmm. I think they were hit really hard. and i mean i do have a couple we do have a couple of friends that live over there but um they seem to fare okay but hearing other stories of like of people that they know and how things have happened like i know i've personally had friends who take their life in the last year from the lockdowns and i've lost loved ones to illness and you know like other complications um and yet like you almost feel like you're not it's not okay to talk about these things like And I think that what's happening with the Freedom Convoy, it's really like, you know, all the skeletons in the closet, all the dirty laundry is being shown and it's screaming, look at me. And then we have a leader that's like, you don't exist. You're just a small fringe. You know, you have unacceptable views. Okay, buddy, look in the fucking mirror. (laughs) Please look in the mirror.
0: (laughs) And like, I think that comes down to you know that narcissistic kind of relationship stuff again right like that's the gaslighting that's the you know manipulation of you know your own truth and stuff like that and it's mm-hmm. it's very surprising to me to see how many people still like believe that or still listen to that you know what i mean like i've got people in my life that are hardcore into this and they're like no like they they're these people these freedom fighters they're such horrible people how dare they be these racist and misogynists and blah 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 blah. and it's just like wow like you can't like and I I don't ever want to judge someone because you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and if you are so because I feel like some of this is coming from fear right fear and akashic records of probably trauma Mm -hmm. And like, when you come from that space, I don't think you are really looking at things in the full breadth that they could be right in the sense of like, I probably see things a little bit differently. And I, yeah, I mean, we trended into the conspiracy theories and then I pulled myself out of that and I kind of know where I wanted to stand with things and don't get me wrong, being working in healthcare, I went completely the other way too. and I was like, we need to do this and you know, these things need to line up. And you know, yes, let's all totally wear masks because, you know, thankfully I was on my mat leave, otherwise I probably would have lost my job because I would have tore one too many managers, anyone, about not having masks at the beginning. Um, <laughs> but like now I'm looking around and I'm like, guys, Like, do we not see what's happening here? And like, maybe it's because I've been able to see both sides that I've kind of come back to the center and been able to be more of an observer. But yeah, like just listening to some of these people talk, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I am very concerned with what is going to happen when the truth does come out there and Mm -hmm. things kind of shift. I mean, we're already talking about, you know, stopping, um, like, you know, removing the mandates and stopping the VAX passes and things like that, which I mean, hallelujah, that's going to be awesome because we have marginalized a lot of people. Um, and I like, I don't care who you think you are. This has affected all races, all creeds, all people,
1: all ages,
0: all ages. Um, and I, I really do think that like not having this separation of society in any form is is a good thing right like I like I know in my life there have been people who have been affected you know families that have been torn apart friendships that have broken down and like I'm talking like people who have been together for so long right like families especially right that have crumbled Because of what's been said and what's been done and people's choices and their right to choose.
1: And the polarization of it all. Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm not saying that you have to get the vaccine. You got to not take the vaccine. That's not what it's, that's a here or there type of situation. That's a. It's not a focus anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's your choice. What we really need to focus on is why are we so violently opposed to people who do not choose to get a vaccine or not choose to go through with a, a, you know, a medical procedure, because again, related back to healthcare, when I, when I'm working and say an individual comes up to me and, you know, they're supposed to get a certain medication at bedtime and they choose that they don't want it. Mm -hmm. I'm not the person who's then going to force this person to take it. You know, I, I do my due diligence by informing them of their consent, informed consent, Mm -hmm. um, and educating them about the various medication that they are choosing not to take at that point Mm -hmm. It is still their right to choose. In nursing, we talk about the seven rights. And I mean, most of them are like the right time and the right person and, you know, fluff like that. (laughs) <laughs> but it's still the right reason and the right to choose right uh. and that is something that i've seen shift out of healthcare i am no longer seeing this informed consent and let's educate people in a actual logistics type of way you know talking about these are the side effects these are the benefits let's see what fits best for you okay You know, oh, maybe this one's better for you. Whereas what we've seen, especially in Manitoba, is you call up the hotline where you, you know, sign on to whatever vaccine portal it was or whatever it was and you book an appointment and then whatever you go, like whatever date you went on or whatever site you went to, that dictated what medic, like what um, vaccine you got. Right? And so there was no real informed consent. Anyone that did say things that were side effects or negative ill effects of the vaccine mm-hmm. were quickly shuffled out of the way. You did not talk about it. We minimized a lot of these effects.
1: That's ghastly. Um
0: Yeah. Like it was horrible. You know, like I know people um, that like, there was one person that I spoke to who um, she got her first dose. And I mean, thank, I'll preface this by saying she has an autoimmune disease that her doctor was like, you should not take this, but because of various mandates and because of certain situations in her life, Mm -hmm. um, in order for her to visit her child in another province, she needed to be vaccinated. So she's like, no, 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 I'm choosing to get this. She took her first dose, her heart stopped.
1: Oh my god
0: her doctor was like you you should not get the second dose she's yeah. like sorry i'm still wanting to visit my son
1: yeah and it puts you between a rock and a hard place and mm-hmm. the fact that the medical industry i would almost bet and also a million dollars on this that they've been gagged as well they as have. well as right the lawyers those emails well there you go so oh. so now we now have doctors in this dance of as well of the Hippocratic oath and what the government is telling me Mm -hmm. well I don't think either of those people get to play God with a human body
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and whether you believe in God or not or whatever it is that you believe in I really do think that humans deserve the benefit of the doubt but I also see so much blind faith being put into these systems and I think that might be another layer of why it is so challenging for society to accept what's going on because we were I grew up in a generation where you just like you just took it on on honor system you know and and medical system wasn't as coercive in the 80s you know and I even remember as a small child having my doctors asking me questions when it comes to like how I was feeling and whatnot and like I had a lot of um, I had recurring Uh, issue with I guess tonsillitis um and then when I was like around nine years old I had the tonsils removed but like I remember having interesting conversations with my medical team with my parents around obviously you know and I really felt like I was able to have a say even as a child about what was happening in my body and I don't remember having any traumatic issues regarding like the the vaccine schedule that I had as a kid um but at the same time now it's like I don't even want to set foot in a medical uh, um, setting at all unless I'm dying because I like for allopathic medicine for me yeah if I have a broken bone or I need stitches or but even if I need stitches I don't have to go to emergency there's other places I could go for that um or if I need something like you know that requires emergency care that makes sense but I will full disclosure. I've had fibroid issues for two years. They've almost three years. Actually, they've been incredibly painful. I've healed them with energy work because what the medical doctors were offering to me, fucked me up worse than helping me all they do to mitigate. All they do to mitigate fibroids in the medical setting is they offer you birth control, which doesn't reduce or remove the fibroid it just controls the bleeding, but it really doesn't even control the bleeding. It only controls your menstrual cycle. So that doesn't actually help me when I have something that's causing internal discomfort and pain and, and blood loss, right? Like graphic, but that's the truth of it. Three sessions with energy healers and working through my own Akashic records and all of the reasons why this fibroid manifested in the first place all of the emotions all of the relationships all of the cords and the contracts that were being stored in that area once i dismantled them all guess what Fibroid's gone i've got no pain i don't even have period cramps anymore for four months now i haven't had any period cramps allopathic medicine didn't fucking do that the birth control that they gave me made me a miserable bitch i don't need help with that Like, I can do that well enough on my own, and I don't even like being that. I, I I honestly morphed into a different person taking those pills. And what the doctor also said to me, which was really infuriating, and oh my gosh, so she she offered me birth control, and then she offered me this other medication that um clots your blood. And I went to take this prescription to the to the pharmacy, and the pharmacist looked at me and she said, "Why are you being given both of these medications?" because they actually are contraindicated. And I said to her, this is what the doctor told me. The doctor said to take your birth control. And it was a 21 day cycle. And then you're off for seven days. She said in that seven days, when you are shedding, if it's too much, use this other medication to stop the bleeding. The freaking pharmacist love her. She rolled her eyes. She's like that. She's like, this is, she's like, I'm glad you've told me that you're not going to take them at the same time. Because the contraindications are that you could cause yourself a stroke.
0: You can get blood clots from hormonal birth control.
1: Right. Especially if you're a smoker, which I didn't know when I was in my 20s, when I was actually taking birth control. Yikes. So anyone that knew me in my 20s with my mood swings, I apologize because they were not me. That was 100% the pills that I was on. Um, anyway, all my poor co-workers at 7 o'clock in the morning when I worked at the hotel. <laughs> I was not a nice person until 11 a.m. I'm still not a nice person until 11 a.m. I prefer my mornings to myself. That's not true. I can be nice, but I just don't like interaction with other people. Maybe small children is fine, but humans don't ask me anything. (laughs) Anyways, that's just my, like, whatever. And, like, allopathic medicine has its place, but maybe I'm coming from the lensing of those negative experiences that having that awareness of how angry i was being on these birth control pills really made me appreciate more who i am not on them and why i would never ever agree to having something like that in my system ever again and i can honestly say she technically coerced me because i said no to her so many times i don't want to go on birth control i know what it makes me feel like i don't like who i am when i'm on it and she's just following protocol but when i go to see a naturopathic doctor they teach you how to eat food to regulate your hormones instead of taking a pill to regulate your hormones Mm -hmm. and there's not as many negative side effects from consuming these foods that can help you but we're leaving a lot on the table with allopathic medicine because in my opinion because it's one train of thought it's one way of thinking And it's not including your nutrition. It's not including your mental health. And it's not including what your soul needs and what your soul wants. And it's not including your soul records. Like, I've been on this planet for 40 years. I've had enough metaphysical experiences to say without a shadow of a doubt that I believe in energy healing way faster than I will with anything else in regards to chronic disease. And minor ailments, like obviously, if you cut your finger, I can't energy heal your finger shut. Like I might be able to use Reiki on it, but if you need stitches, please go get stitches. That's not what I'm saying. I do have a lot, a fair amount of negative experiences with allopathic medicine, but I also have some that were positive, and I understand where it's coming from. But the tone that has it has taken in the last couple of years with the coercion, like if I was coerced into taking birth control in in 2019 2020 this was before like the whole pandemic mandate stuff happened like i feel like how it's ex- expensive or not expensive like how it was almost exhausting actually to have that conversation with her it's almost amplified even more now with the government putting their nose in how public health should be handled you know and it's like why why are we not allowing, why are we silencing the voices of our clients? Why are we silencing the voices of our patients? That's, that's my big question. And why has it become normalized to share medical information or assume that your medical information should be asked or like, I'm sharing my medical information on this podcast because I'm choosing to do so the listeners, whatever, like do what you want with that information. Like I'm just sharing an experience and my lensing of things um, I'm not saying that you should stop taking your birth control or use these other medications or whatever. Like, and I'm not saying that there might not be medical reasons that could help fibroids, but I, I didn't want to go with the options for having like invasive things happening within my uterus. Like, I that that's a no for me. That was a no for my body. I'm choosing to follow my inner intuition and in my knowing on how to heal myself. Um, they can go hand in hand, absolutely. Um, I do think there is some value in that. And I don't know that we'll see it in our lifetime, but that would be really cool if it did happen in our lifetime. Um, But why did that change, I guess, is my question, because I feel like in the last 15 years, things have gotten amplified on the negative side of things. Like it almost feels like all of the systemic stuff that's happening has really gotten a lot worse. And like the medical situation and, and the overreaching of the way education is, the direction in which education is going in some of, in some places in Canada and even in the States too, like some of the um, curriculum that is coming out, I don't necessarily agree with the tone or the intention of it. And again, we're still leaving mental health off the table for a lot of these things, Mm -hmm. like too many of these things.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really interesting to note about Kind of how all of the systems work together. Um, You know, especially working in mental health, I see how mental health obviously has a direct tie into addictions and addictions tie into mental health. Mm -hmm. And I have been in situations where, you know, we take someone because we know that they're not going to get help elsewhere. Anywhere else, yeah. But we also are like, in my unit especially, we are not equipped to dealing with, you know, the, the intense struggles that someone goes through with addictions. Um, like we are fine with the crisis stuff. We're fine with mental health, but when it comes to addictions, we don't have, like, we don't have doctors on staff to, um, prescribe, you know, medications to help ease, you know, withdrawal or to help with, um, opiate, um, agonist, um, treatment and and therapies and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's coming. Um, I know, what was it? 2018, 2019, there was that big, I want to call it the Virgo report. I can't quite remember. Name. <laughs> yeah. There was this big inquiry or report that came out that, um, you know, dictated how things needed to move and shift and change and things like that. And then, um, the federal government actually gave Manitoba, um, I can't remember how much money, but a large sum of money to boost up our mental health and our addictions. But like everything, it takes so goddamn fucking long to do anything. And I'm sure by the time that we actually see changes, most of that money has probably been spent on the bureaucratic bullshit Mm -hmm. that usually gets, you know, eaten up, right? Like, oh, we got to do the studies and we've got to, you know, do all the reports that we need to do. And, oh, let's hire some more admin staff to go through all this information and we need we need um
1: people. Oh. Let, yeah, let's hire consultants. I was, yeah. I was. there was a little video, one of the many thousand clips that I was been watching between all the Tucker Carlson and Real News, uh, Rebel News Media and all these other different like alternate media sources. A lot of it's very comical and it might have even been a Russell Brand rant. I don't know. Again, I love that man. He's very entertaining to me. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about how like the best, the, the next best job is, is to, you know, like the consultant's Um, The realm of consulting for the government has become, like, one of the most popular jobs. And I was just (laughs) kind of laughing about, like, yeah, let's hire people to do a survey instead of just throwing that money at the actual problem. Right? Like, let's let's hire people to decide what are the best streetlights for Winnipeg instead of just fucking replacing the streetlights with something and seeing what works. Although the ones that they gave us in the last couple of years were freaking strobe lights and didn't do anything for us before. (laughs) And there was a survey sent out about that, too, of, like, if you have problems with your streetlights, please please answer this questionnaire. Like, okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's
0: just really hmm, that I'm just, I'm really glad because I kind of, I, I know we're running a little bit long um, and I want to like, you know, wrap it up soon, but <laughs> I just, I find it so funny that we are so focused on trying to fix problems by hiring more consultants and not actually listening to people. You know, like, let's listen to the people who have lived experience. Yeah. Let's listen to the people who, um, you know, are making those complaints because, you know, especially don't even get me started. Healthcare has become the new customer service industry.
1: Oh, that feels gross.
0: I know. Uh, we have been lovingly called a hotel many, many times where people just come and book their room and stay for seven days. <laughs> Can tell how yeah. excited I am about that. We yeah. take courses on customer service.
1: That's gross.
0: That is gross. We're fucking healthcare. I'm not here to serve you tea and wine and crackers. No, I
1: can understand bedside manner, but I feel like those people that are drawn into healthcare should have some level of that. But I almost feel like it gets killed out of a lot of you. I feel you like don't it call
0: gets... me Nurse Ratchet for any particular reason. <laughs> i love i love the people i work with but sometimes Mm. there's just certain populations that come through that i'm like oh that's one of you know and i yeah that's where my you know that's where my triggers come up and i know that i really need to adjust myself and you know but it's it's the people that you know do it's the people that really trigger you the most that when you actually create the shift for them you get the most i don't know
1: it's like you almost get more out of they. it than they do because yeah you, like people do the shift
0: i know there's people out there that like i will pour in 110 percent of myself and they will give me percent of themselves and when i'm doing more work than you that's when i go cool do you actually want to get better or do you just want to stay here as like a hotel for seven days because if you don't want to get better then I'm not pouring myself into you I'm going to give you as much as you're giving me
1: which yeah go ahead
0: yeah and like maybe not the best thing to hear from someone that you're working with in a healthcare setting but it's true because it's that choice again if they're choosing not to help themselves I'm not choosing to force it upon you
1: that's kind of where I was going to go with that. Like we, we as healers at any realm. And I even as a teacher, I actually think in any profession, this applies. Do you want the help or do you just want a sounding board? Do you just need to vent? Mm-hmm. Because one of the biggest thing, lessons of 2021 that I, for my takeaway is that you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. And I knew this, I knew this, I know this, especially with friends and family that have, that have struggled with addictions, like in the past when I was younger, like I'm having that awareness and, and seeing, seeing the family of friends and the friends confiding in me and saying like, you know, they're struggling with this and they want to always save this other person. It's like, okay, but are you actually their savior? Because especially with addictions, mm-hmm. they have to want it. If they don't want it, then all you can do is be a safe space for them. And mm-hmm. that is it. And if you can't also be the safe space for them, then we have to realize that, wait a second, is my choice or my actions or my words, are they causing this person harm? Or is it causing them healing? Because we sometimes forget about the fact that we might be causing them more harm with our expectations and our wants and our desires for them. But you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. You can't teach somebody that doesn't want to be taught. You can't teach someone in survival mode they need to you need to offer them a safe space to get their their body regulated out of that survival mode first before that child is ready to listen to you you have to learn to love your students first and i feel like on some level that can apply to your healing realm as well like obviously not a recommendation to do trauma bonding but (laughs) like like we don't want to go there and like there's an interesting line of like how much information personal information you want to share and yada yada but like i'm kind of an open book like I don't really feel like there's anything in my in my life that I'm not willing to talk about candidly because that is an experience that I've chosen to help others heal with so whatever and like I like kudos to one of my favorite podcasts like the the speaker says often he's like my I'm I'm transparent because I'm not going to have someone come after me and try and slander me you know, so that's that, that level of transparency there is needed and required, um, to build trust with your community, whether that's the podcast listeners that we have, whether that's the healers, whether that's the people that we work with, with teaching, whatever your family, your friends, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when I think about my experience with that doctor in 2019, 2020, trying to sort out my fibroid issue, like, I I think I can honestly pinpoint like the narrative that they're taught and she was a lovely doctor she actually she made me feel like she's like really mothering and lovely and sweet and 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 like obviously educated but you could you know there was just this point when you could tell when you were having this conversation where it switched from the doctor seeing you as a human to the doctor shifting into the narrative of what they have to say to you because they're given a certain protocol of of how to you know give you a medication and and fix it and, and try and and paint it in a positive light it's like but I'm literally sitting here telling you that it makes me a miserable raging bee and you're still telling me that I should take it like there's no consideration for the aftermath that occurred with my poor family that had to deal with me for a month and me being a raging angry bitch like that wasn't fair to my family for me to be easily triggered that way and then there's no information on how to come down and re-regulate your hormones after you've been on a hormone altering drug like I still have no idea and I still have to obviously figure out how to regulate I mean it's better but
0: I'll teach you I did it for many 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 well okay not that many many but like (laughs) when I was on hormonal birth control for 10 years and I came off of it my cycle was so messed up it's still messed up and I already like I've had a kid like yeah been probably almost seven years of being off of it. And I still have, and I've tried lots of things, but that's I have lots of knowledge on it because I pour my heart and soul into things that I need to learn. <laughs>
1: that's amazing. I mean, I do too, but I'm always apply, but that's fine. I'm getting better at that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it bothers me that doctors have become salesmen and that's the expectation of the industry. It's not because that's what they signed up for, but and, and like collectively speaking, to round it back to the beginning with the freedom convoy and all of that, like what's happening collectively, like we joke your akashics are showing. So what we're seeing is all of those timelines of governance where humans have have been under governance that maybe hasn't always had the human individual humans' best interests. And then on the other side of that, the awareness that I just had earlier this week was, all of the timelines in which humans have actually called in governance and agreed to being governed and then now we're realizing oh shit maybe this doesn't work or that, the, that those timelines of governance and being governed have been distorted and hijacked by more nefarious intentions and I, I mean those of you that have the awareness you can tap in and see whether or not you have some triggers there that need help clearing um, and, but for the most part, I think the collective records are being collapsed or have been collapsed. And that's why we're kind of seeing, um, in real time in Canada, that crumbling happening. And I certainly didn't expect it to happen in Canada either. Like I still, like, it's kind of laughable to me that I was like, waiting for. I'm just assuming America would do it. But like, why, why does America get all the glory? Like Canadians deserve some glory too. Um, glorious and free, right? Like that's part of our national anthem. Um we could do an entire like
0: thought on that because
1: picking apart the national anthem.
0: There's some really it. interesting keys in there now. Like true north, strong and free. Yeah. Ooh. That's a that's a t- like. Oh, that's a lot of
1: there's yeah, like actually, coming out of that. I, what you think about it, it actually um it's very heavily loaded like I actually wonder if it has been enchanted so to speak or embedded with some well what's the word
0: grid I, I don't know I feel like because I don't feel like the guy who wrote it was you know particularly right. magical <laughs> I could right. be wrong I don't know but I can only imagine of what happens when millions upon millions upon millions of people sing a song over and over and over again, believing those words,
1: right? That, adding their energy to it.
0: Adding their energy and fueling it. It becomes yeah. something of its own,
1: right? It becomes its own energy. And did you know that um, <laughs> we found this out in our teaching realm, that there is a law that states that the schools have to play the national anthem and if they do not that it affects their funding
0: I don't feel like my high school played the national anthem
1: okay. yeah i thought that was kind of cool too but i was like so now i want to. and like i remember when i was a kid we still sang god save the queen at the end of the day and i was i was in elementary school when it was abolished from the school system because we we stopped playing it in the 80s. So you probably didn't have that experience when you were a kid.
0: No, we, I grew up in a farm school. So we, I, I, until grade four, we still had a map with the USSR on it. And the USSR collapsed in what, 91? Yeah. (laughs) So I was, okay, so how old are you in grade four? You're Nine Nine.
1: Nine ten. Yeah your face. <laughs> that was
0: 2000. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nine years after the collapse of the USSR, we were still taught about the USSR.
1: <laughs> well, we were too, but we were taught in terms of, mind you, I would have been older by that point. but We were taught in terms of how the borders change. Like I have old atlases that I'm hanging on to because they're entertaining to look at. There's countries on those atlases that don't even exist anymore. We we were
0: certainly not taught about <laughs> changing the borders. We got to grade five and they were like, so the world has changed. And we're like, what, what you- is happening? We have how many different countries to learn now? <laughs> <laughs> it was great.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I and like the God Save the Queen thing, just to finish my thought there, I'm pretty sure we sang that after the national anthem every morning until I don't know if it was like grade five or six, or if we sang it all through elementary school, it was weird. And then when I found people who didn't say that, I was just like, What do you mean you don't sing God Save the Queen? Like, that's weird we're canadians we do that we we are under the british rule and yeah <laughs>
1: like, yeah oh, i good. don't know what's shifted but i remember like we had the national anthem we had a morning prayer as uh, oh like, yeah we o- didn't have over, that at all over the intercom and then we had god save qu- the queen at three thirty. and i remember like as a small child in the grade two three doors at my school which are at the back of the school um which why the hell do the smallest children have to walk the farthest to their classrooms like They put the small kids at the back of the school i don't understand this but anyway (laughs) um so yeah we would be standing and getting ready for for school at the end of the day and they would play god save the queen and then the bell would ring we weren't allowed to leave before the bell rang right so we were forced to listen to this song and nobody sang along to it in the morning at least most of us sang along to the anthem but in the afternoon we were so done with the day that nobody gave a shit about the poor song like they were just wanting to go home like (laughs) I used to lean on the door and try and push it open and then get yelled at. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But like, this is again, like, I don't know, to bring it back around also just to like that blind faith and all of these systems operating on this blind faith. But yet look at how many mishaps and missteps we've had and all of that's getting uncovered right now. Mm -hmm. And honestly, as scary as it might seem and as uncertain as it might seem, I am holding out my own blind, not so blind faith it's not actually blind. I really truly believe in truth prevailing and justice reigning. Maybe that's the Libra in me too, but I'm fucking here for it. And I, every time I tap into what's happening, like it just, I can't comprehend it going sour because the world is watching. Canada may not be watching what's happening in Canada, but the world is watching. And then maybe America will come in and save us. I don't know probably not okay, i think we're going to do it ourselves they're not but, stealing our thunder no i know we, yeah, we can't <laughs> let that happen america needs to get their own thunder that's that's totally fair but just yeah like that blind faith it has to go we need to start using discernment and we need to start asking more questions and if that means we have to get louder i can teach people how to raise their voices in ways like thank God for my hospitality experience. Like you have customer service training for your for your nursing job, which I think is ridiculous, but entertaining at the same time. My hospitality background really allowed me to flourish as a teacher and even more so now in the last couple of years as a healer and just being able to get my thoughts out into the world and being better spoken about it and not so like angry bitch about it, like, but wording it in an eloquent way. Um, to start, We have to start using our voice and we have to start you know, using our voice in the face of adversity and not being afraid to challenge authority, especially when authority is overstepping. And I can't wait to see it.
0: When you can't question the powers that be, I'm going to wait for you to swallow. You are in a fucking cult. (laughs) (laughs) When you're not allowed to leave where you live. Yeah. You're in a cult. (laughs) Oy. you know I'm, I'm really projecting in that one but uh
1: I'm, I'm glad you waited for me to swallow my water it's
0: so <laughs> like hold on it. wait
1: <laughs> yeah that was definitely didn't see that one coming but yet, yet here <laughs> we are you know and it really i'm holding on hope for canadians i'm really rooting for freedom and i'm i'm just loving what i'm seeing there are so many Instagram accounts that are available that are showing real live raw footage from decent human beings that are on the ground of all makes, models, and colors. You know that are available. There's families. There's different cultures. There's drumming. There's singing. There's dance they had party. A
0: bouncy castle.
1: Oh my goodness. They, and they played street hockey. Indire- yeah, like totally Canadian on all layers and all levels we have mom's groups baking and food donations and all these things and yet the mainstream is still continuing to vilify that is narcissistic abuse and i cannot wait to see the accountability because i can feel it coming like you know in harry potter when the dementors descend upon the train and it's just like they all kind of like And they're, you know, imagine that, but like not dark gray and scary, but like bright light and clarity coming to whisk away the nonsense. Like it's almost like the reverse order, you know, like reverse engineering Mm -hmm. things. I think that enough people are waking up to the lies that we've bought and sold as truth for so long. And it's shitty to see the amount of people whose realities are getting shattered, but we're here for you because we've been down these rabbit holes already and we've known it for longer not because we're i'm not saying this to be like haha like i told you so like no we had this awareness sooner so that we could process the stuff in advance of the next round of people that are awakening so that we can now help you navigate the chaos because i am not the same person today as i was a month ago i've done a lot of clearing in this last month alone a lot of collective stuff is coming up and every single thing i've been tracking in my own akashics this past week and a half has had a collective uh, um, thread, common thread with it, so it's like, oh, that's why it's coming up because it isn't just me. I'm doing this for the greater, mm-hmm. and that's really why we're here as light workers, star seeds, healers, witches, whatever. All of that. Even you can't tell me there isn't like light workers within our politicians too, like Candace Bergen. Holy shit, that woman is fire, and she's Manitoba,n and we need Love more. It. We need more examples of strong women like that that are well spoken and eloquent and can hold their ground and stay on access and actually ask questions that need to be asked the Canadians have been too scared to ask for the last two years because we've been silenced
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yep so I cannot wait like let freedom reign I fully believe in that it's not going to be easy it never is it never has been but only in Canada can we have an approach to something that feels like war turn into a peaceful rally that's actually like it is a spiritual war i really do see it as a spiritual war right now it is a battle between good and evil thought forms not actual specific like physical things Mm -hmm. thankfully thankfully there isn't an actual war that's happening like that's not that i don't see that trajectory at all in canada but the last stage of war is believing we're still in a war And that goes in with my comment about the truth following through three stages. We're in that violently opposed stage still, but it's, I I really feel like in the last couple of days that has accelerated so much that by the beginning of next week, when this podcast is actually released to our listeners, that we are going to, um, we're going to see more of that narrative crumbling and more of the truth prevailing. And I'm really grateful for the amount of coverage that is getting out there in the world from other news stations and alternate media, like, I don't care if you love or hate Fox News, it's funny as hell to listen to. If nothing else, it's funny as hell to listen to. And there's so many other people like, even when your own members of Parliament are starting to question the narrative and the constant language that's on repeat that doesn't actually deviate or answer a question like you're literally giving out word salad responses like again that's narcissism like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know there's no way that we can't win this it's just a matter of how messy does it really need to be and i don't think it's going to be physically messy um i don't think i think the only thing that is going to be shattered is people's paradigms and people's belief systems yep yeah and that's okay because i've already like we've already d- been there done that we know what it's like you know that kind of the joke of like oh your first time well that's okay we're here for it you know like it's entertaining but it's also it's it's, it's like we're, we're doing this canadian collective dark night of the soul right and and it's so it's it's like it's just an interesting buzz energy of empowerment that I feel really, like, lit up, I guess, at a soul level, and I didn't have that experience a week ago, and that's just from the collective clearings that I've been doing.
0: Yeah, like, and I I can't tell you how many times, like, I mean, you know, every time I see something about the Freedom Convoy, I'm like, in tears. Yeah, yeah, it's so Like, (laughs) sobbing, I, like, I was working the week that they were driving through and Mm. watching, because if I'm going to get behind something, or if I'm going to be opposed to something, I want to learn about it.
1: Yeah, right. Same. Because
0: I need to know the information for me to have it accurate. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, watching some of the live streams of the, the crowds, and the trucks coming through and learning about what this whole thing was, because it like really flew together really quickly. I was in full on tears, like sobbing in the lunchroom. Thankfully, I'm alone, because we you know we have such a small staff but i'm like oh, and i'd like have to compose myself big red rings around my eyes cuz when i cry my my eyes get all like red Coffee. and i'm just like okay how do we need to put some ice down and get the <laughs> rings and i'm like okay we need to go back upstairs and hold it together but like it was making me really emotional and and i think it's just because for the first time i am seeing people stand up sorry, I should say for the first time in two years, I'm saying people or seeing people stand up saying enough is enough. We've had it. You've hit, like you've pushed us too far. Yeah. You know, we need to do something differently. Yeah. And whether you agree with the vaccine mandates or not, isn't the point of this. That's right. There's
1: more to that than that.
0: One of the things that I noticed or at least from a healthcare perspective, I think, okay, if we set a precedence by saying the government can push something onto everyone, like if we, if we go through and we're like, you know what? No, vaccine mandates for everyone. Everyone has to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That sets a precedent of saying that the government can tell you what you need to do with your body. Yep. That and takes away body autonomy. Yep. And if they do it once, they're going to do it again. And when we're compliant on a very small thing, this is how it all started. Oh my God, this is going to be another whole episode. That's okay. But like, <laughs> I'll say this one thing and then we'll end. Um, Lies. When it starts <laughs> with When it starts with is a small compliance, right? We're just going to shut down for two weeks. Things will go back to normal. Yep. Two weeks ends. Okay, no, no, no. We, we need to be locked down for another two. Okay, now we're adding the masks. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, now everyone, we need to shut down everything. Mm -hmm. You know what? Um, Story, sorry, only the stores are open. You know, or whatever. Like, I'm not really going along the timeline, but like, we've said yes to small things that have grown over time. To now, we're getting to the point where, like, yeah, sure, give me a, give me two shots. Now, give me a booster. Six months later, are we going to need another booster? Now, if that vaccine wanes really quickly, like we're seeing evidence of it in you yeah. know, different re- research out there, mm-hmm. so are they going to come back and say, no, 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 every three months you need a booster, then every month, you know, like where do we draw the line, right? So compliance is something that happens over time and it starts slow, it's like when you're an abusive or in an abusive relationship, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. You, just, it creeps up just, on you.
0: Yeah, you don't just get beat up one day and you're like, oh, wow, what the hell? I guess I'll stay. No. It was
1: five years before I realized I was in an abusive situation. Yep. Five it years. Out of 10.
0: And they love bomb
1: you first.
0: Yep. You know, like, and I don't want to analyze the whole government and like run through this whole thing, but they, being as someone who has training in psychiatry and psychology, I can see the patterns of this and it scares the bejesus out of me because I'm like, ah, anyways. So watching these people, the, this freedom convoy, these truckers and everyday citizens taking a stance and standing up for what they believe in and saying no more is so empowering. And whether you agree with it or not, try to step out and be an observer for a moment and watch these people like, protest, like, it's, it's so, it's
1: we so, need to, so we need to bring back human, humanization, mm-hmm. because we have spent the last two years dehumanizing, I personally went to the convoy, as it passed through uh, Winnipeg, and I watched the thousands of trucks that the media at that point was labeling small, fringe, minority remember that um i saw the amount of people on the size of the roads and then a couple of days later starting to find these instagram accounts of different people that are involved um and stating like you know like wow manitoba was actually one of the biggest crowds they were really surprised by the warm welcome because headingly was jam-packed on both sides of the roads for so long and they were all along the perimeter highway on the south with the pattern that they took as well and even against like the deacons corner area was also very heavily populated with people in support of these convoys and also watching these trucks come by were really cool actually like legitimately i did not see one single nefarious flag at all it was all canadian flags and then the infamous fuck Chido flag fight like whatever okay if that's just so great can, like, <laughs> you know what and, like and it's it's like we as humans have forgotten what it's like to literally look at another human's face because we've been masked for two fucking years and realize that there is a soul and a heartbeat behind that facade. And we have spent so much time believing in things that are taught to us that were embedded in our fields at a rapid pace on the TV, on the radio, with our neighbors, with our employers, yada, yada, that we have forgotten that we are talking about human lives here Mm -hmm. this isn't about mandates this is about maintaining humanity and for people in power to think that they have the right to take away the individual that in itself is literally like that's another akashic collective record of genocide in a way Like there is a parallel comparison here. And if people want to come at me for making that comparison, I'm sorry, you need to pull your heads out of your bums and go back to that observer state. Because if you're not willing to look at the parallels in history, then you are doomed to repeat it. And Mm -hmm. Canada is already saying no more. So we're very close to getting into that stage three of the truth, where it is wildly accepted as evident, self-evident.
0: I'll also just say that Moderna, the CEO of Moderna, just dropped a whole bunch of
1: stocks. There was another, yes, I saw that as well. Moderna and Pfizer and one of the other co-founders of Moderna also dropped a billion of his stocks. Like, Mm -hmm. we have to look at the big picture. We can't just look at the compartmentalization that has happened because that's part of that isolation, right? Keep everyone quarantined. Keep you separate from your neighbors. Don't don't talk. And, and family, you know, pit your neighbors against each other, pit your family against each other. There's members of my family that I will never speak to ever again. Not unless they step forward in, in some form of reconciliation, and it has to come from them, because my line is drawn, and I'm not allowing someone else to think that they can walk and tread over me. Bloodline, to me, like, blood is not thicker than water. It's how you treat me. I have friendships who I have not met in person that love me more deeply than pe- members of my family. They have been more supportive of me in this situation. And I cannot wait to have the ability to hop the pond and wrap my arms around these friends and say, like, it's finally time that we get to hang out. People that I've met on the internet in the last two years, mm-hmm. the friendship between you and I that has blossomed in the last two years going through this, like, of course, we figured we would pick a shit show to, to you know, to be on <laughs> in command with for life, like, because I feel like we've done that a few times. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um you know but like where i was two years ago now i can confidently say like i am stronger in my convictions on what's happening and i'm also better spoken about it as well and my spinning out on these things as not happening as often and i'm getting way better at saying am i tapping into my own energy or is this collective is this is even mine can i send it back can i pull myself out of this can i pull myself back from the emotions what is really going on here? What is the observation mode? How do I approach this person as a human? And I'm really trying not to dehumanize my own family members, but there's not, there's it isn't just what happened during the pandemic that caused it. It's literally, again, like the macro to the micro, what's happened in the collective of the skeletons of the closet being uprooted. This, I feel like for family systems and friendships is really, if, if your family has crumbled because of this, it was never stable in the first place. It was a false reality. So we're seeing this collective shift of mindsets and like a split for a little while, but I do think we're going to come back together. Um, I just think that it's going to take some time. And I think that we need to really focus on how we can now heal collectively as well, which I think is going to unfold for us in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to stop with the blind faith and we have to move forward with discernment and, and humanity like that that's really what that's what I that's what we need to see restoring humanity
0: yeah yeah I think so anyways with that we should probably wrap up (laughs) yes
1: I mean it was due we haven't chatted in a long time and I feel like I could talk for another two hours so yeah
0: that was much longer than I was expecting but I think you know what there was a lot to talk about we had like what three four weeks of like
1: no episodes,
0: so it's kind of <laughs> and, the,
1: and the whole world shifting completely into something. The whole, some the new whole
0: world shifted its well, I won't say its paradigms, but like things have happened. I mean, I, I kind of almost feel like sometimes we need to be like little um announcers. We're like, you know, at a sports game where we're like, oh, and the freedom convoy is now taking over Canada, yeah, and, and it's like a new type <laughs> yeah. yeah, right yeah and
1: and, yeah all of those labels and words and things that the mainstream media and the government will have you believing to hate your neighbor please know that those are lies please trust your instinct because no matter where you are in the spectrum i can guarantee you feel like that you know inherently something is off and that's because it is and we love you anyway wherever you're at on this spectrum because the only way out of this is through it, and the only way through it is with love and we really are seeing that with the freedom convoy because I do think that the original inherent global intention was peace and freedom and love at at that core root and and I guess Canada really is proving themselves to be we might be the nice we might be the nice person, but we're not a pushover
0: no, and I think that's like it's like one of the best things to see coming out of this, you know, and, and I, it, we're already starting to see shifts coming from this freedom convoy, mm-hmm. whether they were already talking about them or not prior. Um, but I think it has some effects, which we can talk about in the next episode.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited for that one too. I feel um, like,
0: yeah. And I think that'll, be, that. <laughs> that'll be a good one. Um, anyways yeah uh thanks for tuning in guys um if you want Uh, to find us you can find us at enter the vortex podcast on instagram and on facebook and you can find us on all of your yeah streaming platforms for podcasts and youtube um where can you find carol
1: a reminder i've changed my um platform so you can find me at coach carol sky and i will be uh Available in Winnipeg at a new gym that's opening up very soon. Um, so you can stay tuned for that more information there. I'm super pumped about that. I will chat more about that in the next couple of episodes. But yeah, Coach Carol Sky on Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's it. Love y'all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, Aaron, thank you. I have to mention you yours. Find
0: me at Heal with Aaron Mindy. Um, however, that might change in the near future as well. So great. Shifts and changes are coming. I feel, um, I feel that. Yeah, it'll be really exciting. So, anyways, thank you all for tuning in this for this long-awaited episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate all of you being so patient um, to, you know, wait for us to come back. And uh, we'll, i well, we won't see you guys, but we'll, no, but be we'll be back very hear soon. us in the next yeah. episode.
1: Absolutely, okay. which is not going to be a month from now. It'll be like a week from now. Yes. <laughs> I
0: promise <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: All right. See
0: you guys. Bye. Bye.